does physical attraction matter for dating and relationships? If so, what does it mean? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, um, somebody who didn't plan well enough to come up with a third thing to call himself. And with me, as always, is my stressfully sexy co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and... Oh, boy. Well, you're very comp- contemplative. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> and... Um, appreciator of beauty. Ooh, nice. Very nice. You're always so on theme. I well, appreciate yeah. that about you. It's what I can bring to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And all right, since we have such a great segue, today we are discussing whether physical attraction should matter in romantic relationships, because we like to do safe, non-controversial topics on this podcast. And uh, yes, so Physical attraction consistently dominates people's choices in finding a romantic partner far more than most people are willing to admit. Uh, According to Psychology Today article, Why Physical Attraction Matters and When It Might Not, although most people insist that the most important things, uh, traits that they're looking for are things like kindness or intelligence, most people use physical attractiveness as the deal breaker criteria for deciding whether they will consider dating someone. Evolutionary biologists and anthropologists argue that this is a natural drive in humans to choose a mate most fit for procreation. However, many people have criticized our society's emphasis on physical beauty. People point out that physical attraction inevitably fades, and that historically people pursued marriage for more pragmatic purposes than physical attraction, like transferring property. The body positivity movement has pushed society to recognize many different body types as beautiful. And in Christian circles, saying that pursuing a romantic partner based on attraction is natural doesn't answer whether Christian should do it, since sin is also natural. And when the Bible discusses criteria for choosing a marriage partner, physical attraction isn't mentioned. Nathan, since you are an expert on many different things hmm. and all different things, as mm-hmm. we talk about many different things on this podcast. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, do you think that physical attraction matters in choosing a romantic partner and how much and in what ways? Well, I've never done this before, but I'm going to call Uh-oh. you out and say you were wrong. Objection! Oh, cool. In your opening comments. Oh, please do. Yes. Uh, towards the end, you said that the Bible never encourages physical attraction as one of the aspects you should be looking for Ooh. in ro- romance, in finding a partner. <clears throat> and you are incorrect. Oh, well, no, this is this would be fun. You heard it here. There's thoughts. a little book. Um, in the Bible, after okay. Psalms and Proverbs, <clears throat> it's called Song of Songs. Okay. And this book is, it, it really is interesting because you have all of scripture, you have um, you have history and theology sure. and tale and, you know, all, all these things that you expect to find in scripture. And then all of a sudden, smack dab, right <laughs> yes. up in the middle, you have an erotic love poem. Sure. And so it, it's always been interesting to me. I remember in my teen Bible, um, opening ah, my yes, teen, Bible teen Bible when I yes. was like 12 years old and finding the word breast and going, this is in the Bible? What? <laughs> Am I allowed to read this? Yeah. And it seems so opposite of, of what everything I'd come to know about scripture was, but there it is. God has put this, this book, um, this love story that has very little to do with God or theology or yep. history. And it's just a love poem between a lover and his love. And um, so this is where you're wrong. The entirety, <laughs> the entirety of that book is a man describing mm-hmm. his quote unquote physical and and then sexual attraction mm-hmm. to his mate. 
Uh, and this is seen as a, in a positive light. This sure. is shown as something that is good. I mean, in one of the verses it says, be content in your mates and paraphrasing yeah, body yeah. in her youth and, and things like that. So there's actually an imperative there. There is a, a direction to enjoy, to desire, to, to be attracted to this person you are with uh, romantically. And so I actually think while Christians perhaps may not uh, a Christian culture, church, you know, growing up youth group, whatever it might, may not encourage attraction to be a part of the the dating or seeking out a mate process. Scripture actually does, in my opinion. Um, so I think that's that one that that is very interesting that that scripture isn't just this list of rules. You need to look for some. Obviously, we've heard the Proverbs thirty one woman, and it gives us an entire list. She you know industrious and hardworking and kind and yep. servant uh, and humble and modest and all all these different things. And so you know we think of that when we think about looking for a mate. But just in the book right next to it, all you have you have this man who is writing these incredibly flowery prose to a lover about how she looks and how attracted to her she is. So I think that is something that is important to the way that God designed relationships, specifically romantic um, romantic ones to be. He thought it's so important that he actually included a love letter a uh, about attraction in his scripture. So I think that's something to not take lightly. Um, now the question was, remind me something about, the, should attraction matter in dating? Sure, yes. Um, yes, that was a question. Thank it, you for remembering yeah, you what it. I said. Yes. <laughs> uh, the the answer, the definitive answer is yes. for all time, all places. And this, and this is a good yes and. Oh, uh, that's 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 such a cop out, but so right. Go but, ahead. But that's was <laughs> it, it is again. We'll, we'll quote Emily Gilmore here and say cliches are things people are tired of being true. But the reason that's the answer is because that's most things in life is yes, attraction should matter. And other things should matter sure, too. Yeah. And so I think what you have in the world and what humans tend towards is extremism. We're not good at balance. We're not good at tension. We we drift towards extremes. So you have all the different extremes. Looks should never come into dating. You should only um, be sure, with someone yeah. who checks these boxes uh, that have nothing to do with looks. And then you have the other end, which is essentially culture now, or at least you know media culture, which is. Um, the only thing that you really need for a relationship to work yeah. is physical, physical chemistry. Yeah. That she's cute and I'm attracted to her. Yeah, and, and then everything versa. else will work itself out. Yeah. Exactly. So I think both of these extremes are wrong. And if you look at how God designed relationships, people, that yes, attraction is important. I don't think it would be part of our human makeup, something that he actually designed if it, if it wasn't. Um, that being said, there are other things to include with attraction when you go looking for mates. So it's yes and. So this is, I am having so much fun with this. Um, first, how long have you been uh, such a shallow person, Nathan? My entire life. Yeah, I, I've got that. I've got that. No. So um, well, I will push back slightly on what you said about what I said. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to devolve into a just petty just, argument. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> which is my favorite podcast. Um, but I'll say that the, the Bible doesn't typically give uh, that the talk about uh, physical attraction prescriptively, typically. It, it, we see things in Song of Songs, it describes it descriptively. This is his experience of sure. his love for his bride. And it does say in Proverbs, you know, be uh, rejoice in the wife of your youth and may her breast satisfy you always. Yes. That now, one. it does not say that that is something to be looking for before you are married. It is saying once you are married to find satisfaction in those things. But if, the, if you are not attracted to someone, 
you, I don't believe you can find satisfaction in those things. See, so that is an art. Are not attracted. I, mean, to. I, I would say that is implied. Have, many people have said that they that they that had being their experience of growing to have that attraction to growing someone, to have a physical physical attraction. attraction. Yes, after this marriage, so it's not necessary okay. to it. However, I do think that you know, if you look at the Bible, it does sort of take as an assumption that physical attraction is a part of the makeup of people. Um, yes. being in love and being married and does not condemn it. And yeah. so, and in case, some cases, again, like Song of Songs, it does include it as something that it's celebrating. So I think that you can and do find it in there. I think that for me, I have never seen in, in I've never seen in my life, talk to somebody who said that physical attraction didn't matter, who were not um, finding toxic ways to work out the sexual attraction thing on the side mm. or who were not or who were not using physical attraction shouldn't matter as a way of of saying why aren't hotter people not dating me mm, and i also look you because know, people often use the argument well for most of human history people didn't use you know sexual attraction as a criteria for marriage it's like well yeah I'll, that is true in many cases but you also find in those societies that there's a lot of you know, having mistresses and affairs going around. And, you know, beheadings. And beheadings, yes, <laughs> exactly. So I think that it, it. what seems to be true is that, you know, is that in God's created order, if you believe in God, or just in the natural world, if you don't believe in God, mm -hmm. um, basing, you know, choosing a mate, choosing a partner based on sexual attractiveness um, is built into the order of things. Well, that's what I was going to say. Being someone who believes in a creator, yeah. I believe that creation is fundamentally good. Obviously, yes. it's, you know, sin perverts and all this. And this is an interesting twists. theological point. Go on. But I do believe that creation is good and that there is in 99% of people this thing built to find, I mean, it, if you want to look at God's creation and see how he, um, how he did fulfilled his first command, which is be fruitful, multiply. Right. Um, he used attraction. Right. That is literally, whether you think the earth is a bazillion years old or a hundred years old, um, be fruitful, multiply. It happened because people were attracted. He yes. used attraction to help them fulfill his right. command of be fruitful, multiply. And one thing and people often talk about this, this is getting a bit into the weeds sort of of anthropology, but people talk about, you know, prior to civilization creating laws around marriage and transferring a property, you know, long before that, it wasn't as if there wasn't marriage. There was something that anthropologists called pair bonding, yeah. which is people choosing a mate for life that they decide to stick to. And that was, you know, people chose partly based on physical attraction and partly based yeah. on a bunch of other things. And so people who say that it doesn't matter or shouldn't matter at all are going against, you know, it's, most of what we know about science, yeah. most of what we know about what uh, Christians have believed about God's created order yeah. and things like that. That said, you and I, I think both agree that you, you've mentioned before that these, the priorities can become skewed and oftentimes sure. it's, and it, any it's, good thing um, taken to made the, the greatest thing becomes an idol. We, right. We've heard that ism since we've been, you know, kids in church. But again, I, I, it goes back to God's created order. If he created this thing, it was created for a reason, right. for a purpose. 
are we using its purpose correctly? Right. And, you know, like you mentioned in the opening statements, the argument is, well, beauty, beauty will fade, so we shouldn't worry about it. Yes, but beauty also exists before it fades for a reason. Right. Well, and then also, I mean, there's this, you know, you, you, there's interesting stuff. There's fun. If you actually start like Googling some of this stuff, there's really fun stuff. You can find TED Talks on sexual attraction and stuff in psychology today. There's a lot of interesting stuff. One of the things they point out is that people who are sexually attracted and then they they then do bond with the person partly yes. through that sexual attraction. And then it doesn't matter as much if, yes. as, if the beauty fades because they've had that initial bonding experience. There's a, there's a book and, I, and I'm going to bless it later, but um, so you'll, you'll know, you'll have to wait to the end to find yeah. out what it is. People who haven't watched our show, that will sound amazingly yeah. hilarious out of context. <laughs> I'm going to bless this. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Stick around for our blessing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he talks about how sexuality and attraction was made to be the glue that right. holds relationships yep. together. And that's maybe um, a, a simplistic yeah. analogy, but I think it also works. Yeah. Is that 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 is a type of glue that holds, it's not the most important thing, but it holds the important things together right. in a way that you need. And I do think that, and, and I want to get into this a little bit of talking yes. about uh, how does look in culture and and how right. do the, what are the negative ramifications, what are the positive ramifications? Um, so but, I, go, go but, but I do think we've established that that God has created the world in a particular and good way, in a part of that particular and good way, is attraction that he uses to fulfill his commandment of be fruitful, multiply, yep. and to love, to commit to all the things. And we see it blessed in scripture, and not even just in Song of Songs, sure. when you see this love poem play out. You also see it um, in Esther. Esther use, uses her beauty sure. to protect her entire nation. You see it in Ruth and how she is. You see it, um, yeah. it's interesting, you see Rahab protect the entire na- God's chosen yeah. people but with her beauty, but with attraction. I know there's a lot of other stuff that we can talk about here. Yes. Um, but you know, you see over and over again, you see Jacob, uh, you know, he, he works for years because he's so taken by this woman's beauty. Right. Uh, and so over and over again, you see that God utilizes beauty for good. Yeah. And that this is something not to be ashamed of when you're attracted to something, but actually something that is embedded and created into yeah. you. That being it, said, it's a feature, not a bug of God's exactly. order. Yes. But like we've alluded to, it can be an idol right when it is elevated to a place that is above all other things so what so i'll say a couple couple things questions yeah. so what does it look like the what because a lot of times one of the things i i notice and to, again we i i i like sexual attraction it's a great thing one of the things i find is that people it's sort of like when people talk about the rich it's sort of like people talk about someone being shallow who's you know more shallow than them like if somebody mm-hmm. is take light as, as more prioritizes sexual attraction than they do, they consider that person uh, to be making it an idol. Yeah. And so they're it, shallow. They're I, shallow. I, exactly. I, I like it to this degree, this but degree. anything above this degree, precisely, you're totally shallow. Exactly. And yeah. so what would you say is a good kind of barometer of whether or not somebody is um, being too shallow with their uh, placing a criteria for sexual attraction and what, and then to the other degree, it's like, how do we deal with the fact that, you know, one of the reasons people don't like the whole sexual attraction thing is that it does for people who don't feel like they're very attractive. Mm. It makes them feel like they are, it's, if sexual attraction is a criteria and it's not a criteria that they can shame people for and say, you should change this about yourself. It does make it feel like that they, they're left out of the party. Yes. And yes. so it's like, so how, or somehow less valuable or, le- or, or less yeah. valuable. And even we tied it to, you know, I just tied it to being a, a work of God. At exactly. Time. Yeah. And so am I less, um, less of a work of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Am I, do I reflect less of his image? Cause I'm not as conventionally as attractive. Right. So the two things, what does it look like to be too shallow? You think, and then what do we do about the people who do not feel like that they are, 
are as attractive as other people. Sure. Okay. So on one side, I will say this um, to, to your first question, um, how, how we cannot make this an idol. Right. Um, and how we put it in its proper place, which right. it does have a place. Attraction right. yes, has a yes. place. I want to reiterate that. But the way we make it so it doesn't have the ultimate place and it's the most and only important thing is I think just that. We make sure it's not the only thing. <laughs> sure, yeah. I was a young man. Young man. And I thought that <laughs> like the best Nathan story started oh, yes. out like that. <laughs> and I thought as opposed that, to what you are now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> old man. Yeah. But I thought if she's cute, she's it. Right. That, that's it. And you live, you learn. Turns out that wasn't a great um, <laughs> that wasn't a great thing. Um, because just because of exterior attract attractiveness right. hardly hardly makes for a a mate worth having. Right. Um, or that one that you might um work with. Right. Um, so I think what I would have told young Nathan had I gone back is say, no, this is good. It's great that you were attracted to someone on a physical level. Right. This is made, you you made, you want to want someone. God made you right. to want someone, but you need to think about more things when you're doing this. And I actually think right. women do this better than men. Sure. Oh, yeah, we've yeah. talked about this before. I think they take into um, consideration many a more, lot things. more things. Yeah. Yeah. And actually science backs this up as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And but so what I would, would have said is, Nathan, it is great that she's cute, but let's look at it. 10 other things that are really important <laughs> yes, to you. Yeah. And now that I'm 30. Which will affect 90% of your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, yeah, of course I want her to be cute, but I, I'm 30 and there's a lot of things I've learned that are really important to me. Right. Really important to relationships. Do our values line right. up? Do we see the world the same way? Are we interested in the same things? Do we even like, I know this sounds shallow. Do we like watching the same TV shows? Hey, that's, you, you spend a lot. Do you know how much time Americans have been watching TV exactly. shows? That's but important. If those things aren't together, if you're not, if you're not friends, and I know this sounds cliche and it all is, but there's a good reason for it. We talked about cliches at the beginning. Those things have to be in conjunction right. with the attraction um, for a relationship to work. Now, um, now, I think what that can do, unfortunately, is it can make it a really daunting task to find sure. a partner. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I've met a lot of pretty people, but they're really just don't click with me. I know. And I've met a lot of people who I click with in a lot of ways, but I'm not attracted to them. Right. And so I'm just adding another thing that you have to Exactly. Do. You're making it just as in an era where people are having really hard time finding someone. You're just making it harder. Yeah. You should look for not only this, but all, all of, of the other things. Yeah. yeah. So, but I do think that's how we keep it from being an idol is that we take in consideration more things than just one thing. Because that's right. how something becomes an idol. It's the one thing. Right. And so when I, I don't have to anymore, uh, I married the best woman in the world. But when I went and looked, I was taking more things into consideration in right. my late twenties than I was in my teens. Right. I was going, well, do we get along? Do we love the same things? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And that has ultimately led to a much healthier relationship than my previous. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And so I will, I will, um, uh, go off on that. What well, I think, so you made the point of like, it shouldn't be the only thing. And that's, that's, that's a very good point. It's like, you know, if you have, if you're sexually attracted, but you don't have anything else in common, you don't share values. Yeah. That's a problem. The other thing I would say is, and this is something that, let me see, if you want to make sure I get the title right. I, I said it before and I, but I want, oh yeah, why physical attraction matters and when am I not in psychology today? One of the things that, um, that they mentioned in there is that people, uh, the difference between uh, looking at uh, sexual attraction as a necessity rather than a luxury. Hmm. And one of the things in there is that um, when you do uh, look at it as a uh, as necessity, what you're saying is that, look, I need the person to be attractive enough to be attracted to them, but not so much. But after that, you don't, it doesn't, there can be a lot of diminishing returns. It's like, yeah. it doesn't have to be the person I'm most attracted to as long as I am 
attracted to them. Yeah. And there are other things that are there that were really good. And that's something you learn in time too, yes. because as a young boy, you go, I'm gonna date the model. Of the exactly, star, it's like, yes, it's it. like, it's like, yes, it's like, okay, it's just gotta be a 10 or- And all of a sudden you meet a model or movie star, and you're like, which I have, <laughs> and you, or you date them. Um, which I have, <laughs> but, but, and you, and you go, wow, uh, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty. Yeah. But that's it. They don't and, like spending time and, with you. Yeah. yeah. And I say this all very hypocritically and I know this because I am married. I know now is you, you dated. Yeah. You're married. But, yeah. No, but I'm married to both a, an incredibly deep, intellectual, kind, humble, intelligent, creative, value driven, God loving woman who is also, and I'm not saying this hyperbolically, incredibly attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stop bragging. So yeah. <laughs> I, but I, this is hypocritical. It's like, great, man. <laughs> it's it's so, easy for you to no say. No one wants yeah. to listen to me talk about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but no, but it's fair. No, I think that that's, that makes a lot of sense. So, but no, it's, it's thinking about, you're making it an idol if she's, if there's, there's this great quote because it's so horrible by Howard Wallowitz in Big Bang Theory, where he's like, you know, I've always thought that if I was, uh, gonna marry and settle down with somebody who'd be somebody like Megan Fox. <laughs> this, this is really interesting. Lou brought this up the other day, um, who has been on the podcast, friend of the podcast. Um, and we were talking about desire it just generally and, and you know, how you look at people who they want things, whether stardom or fame yes. or, you know, one of the classic ones for young guys, I, I want to be with a, you know, date the prettiest girl in the world. And he said something interesting because I was talking about this and he said, what makes you think that even if you got the most beautiful girl right. in the world, that you would enjoy it. Right. That it would be good or healthy for right. you. And so that is something to think about when it comes to attraction. <clears throat> right. And that's what happens when you only look at attraction. Right. And so I say is that, you know, if you're saying, okay, you know, you're only, you're, what matters is to be the hottest person. Yeah. Then instead of saying somebody who is, I hate to put it this way, hot enough, like, you know, then that is a sign that you've made it an idol. So those are two criteria. It's the only thing, and it's gotta be, the absolute most of that thing. So we've talked about the dangers of idolizing yes. just attraction, yes. right? What happens on the opposite end? When you say that attraction doesn't matter, it's only the non-physical things so that I'm gonna be looking I, at. I would say that for most people, and of course people who you know don't experience sexual attraction, this is not quite the same for them. But I think for most people, what I found is that it finds toxic ways of leaking out because it's still a need that they have but they're sort of in denial about it, or they're not—they're not—they're um, not, uh, pointing it in positive, in in constructive ways, and so finds unconstructive ways to leak itself out. That's what I found in my personal experience with people. I the people so, I so. What about. would you tell someone who got married and has made this commitment now, sure. um, and says, "I'm not attracted to my my partner"? I would say, I mean, I think that that's the kind of thing that you. I mean, you know, speaking as a licensed marriage counselor, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that for most people, what you say is you, because this is something that, again, I've had people say this, you can make a decision to cultivate um, love for your spouse and things like this can happen. Actually, what's interesting is that, um, and this is this is something I was going to bring up a little bit later, but one of the things that they say in in um, in the psychology articles that we've been talking about, actually, um, why we want who we want, the Psychology Today article, why we want who we want. One of the things they mentioned is that you can actually develop physical attraction through time spent and intimacy with people. And so that's interesting. Yes, that is something that uh, that they found, and they've actually found that people who have the most 
like mismatch where it's like, wow, this person is a 10, this person is a six are people who have like known each other since childhood or people who have people who have spent a great deal of time together. You know, I've noticed that. And not to say that I'm judging (laughs) you and your spouse's attractiveness if I get you, but I am. Uh, (laughs) Of course. We all are. It's okay. We can admit it. Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, Keely and I, for fun, I don't don't know, is this fun? I don't think. um, (laughs) If you enjoy it. During the pandemic, there's, I can't remember what the site is called. Oh, yes. You you told me about this. And you you have, literally, it's a a site. It's for people who, you know, getting jobs or want to, you know, put up the best profile picture, whatever. And you go on and you have people, strangers, which is very scary. (laughs) <laughs> rate your photos um and it's a very scary interesting thing but we found we were pretty close so, oh okay but again this is like the third time you've just been bragging <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't say where we were. <laughs> fair also fair but she was higher <laughs> as as also interesting enough there's a study that said the the couples that are happiest are where the wife is more attractive than the husband that's it. Yeah, that's it. But just slightly. Just slightly. Yeah, I'd be really insecure. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, but that's a whole other thing. Google it. Um, but um, but the other thing is that the you know they found uh, that like they did this whole test about like you know if you the thirty six questions you need to fall in love, you know, and that you can find that you can you can Google that. This is a very Googleable episode. Um, but that is that is the thing is some of times time spent can develop physical attraction. Now it's not obviously a panacea. But that's one of the things that I, I, I was thinking about is that um, there's an Atlantic article, uh, what was it, the, um, uh, what was it, the unhappiness epidemic, or I think something like that, or the happiness recession. And one of the things they pointed out is that part of the decline in marriage and part of the decline, sort of, well, part of the decline in happiness is reduced, is to the fact, is pointed to the fact that people are not having sex as much as they used to. And the reason they're not having sex as much as they used to is because they're not getting married. And the reason partly not getting married is that they're not going to church as much anymore. And the thing is, church was a safe place to get to know people um, before you made a uh, a big like a big commitment or you yeah. decided to date someone it's like and you just were around people that well, were and, options and you were around a community who knew these people <laughs> knew these people things so about yeah exactly and so the thing is that was also though a place where you could get to know someone to develop feelings for people and develop and attraction. develop attraction rather than we now live in an age this is interesting yeah. just thinking about this yes we live in an age in which everything is based off attraction look at online dating yes literally i mean yeah sure you read their bios great most of it is <laughs> Swipe, 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 swipe. Do you really read yeah. their Do bios you, though? Really? <laughs> are they cute? Are they cute? Are they cute? Nope. Yes. No. Yes. That That's yeah. really what we've boiled attraction and, and relationships down to now. Yeah. I know that's not how everything works, but in large part, that yeah. is what it is. It is do I, am I physically attracted to you? Yes or right. no? And if yes, I'll swipe right. If no, I'll swipe left. And then I think that is such a detrimental thing yes. to people and their value that we have overcorrected now to. And we uh, into a, into a place where we say attraction isn't important at all. And if you and if you right. do pursue someone out of attractiveness, you are shallow and right. awful. And I think both of these extremes are really unhealthy. Right. And that's the thing is that my my thing thinking is that you know, we think about oh, it's a cultural thing, and we just need to fix the culture by you know putting different kinds of models on the cover of magazines. Mm. And the thing is, I think that that's not the solution. I think that that causes people to not actually change what they find attractive. I think it just changes people into hypocrites. Yeah. And so the thing is, what I think is really the solution for people who are like, I want, you know, I don't want the fact that I'm not, you know, the, I, I don't look like Ryan Reynolds um, to uh, keep me out of- Chris Hemsworth, but yeah. The dating's market. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, we both have different man crushes. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, But the thing is that what we've, the solution instead is 
become more involved in your communities, mm. be, actually change our change society in the sense in which we're a society that's less transient, where we actually stick and stay and get to know people because the more people we get to know people and more people get to know us, we become more of a kind of society where we actually can develop feelings for people and develop attraction for people and people develop attraction to us. That are based on, are more, based than on just, more than just- You have a nice face. Precisely. Because what else are you gonna base it on if you don't actually know anybody? They're bods. Exactly, that's that's <laughs> all you've got. Um, so, and maybe they're, they're, they're loud charisma. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, that is, it's interesting. But I still have this nagging question in my head, and I'm, and I'm thinking that as this. Oh, if, if it's going to nag, you're going to have to tell me. If I was a listener, I need to nag me too. What about, so what do you tell people who, and you brought this up, you touched on this earlier, who say, I don't think I'm attractive, or I don't attract sure. people I'm attracted to. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I feel unable to connect or attract people who I'm attracted to, and so mm. I'm relegated to a place in which I either have to say, I guess attraction, doesn't matter, it shouldn't sure, matter yeah. anymore, or I'm gonna be alone. Sure. So, yeah. because we just said attraction is important and it's made by God. What do you tell people who say, I haven't had luck in sure. attracting people that I'm attracted to, <clears throat> what do I do? Sure, and that's something that is very pertinent because I've experienced it, you know, and for me, it's-, it's, it's I think all young men <laughs> have experienced sure. an unrequited crush. Sure, and so I think that what I, what I what I would say is a couple of things. I mean, there are there are things that you can do to try to you know improve your chances and things like that. Yeah, and, and I think that's a whole other episode. Yes, but I do think, but but do the things yeah. that make you happier and it's, healthier yes. and all this. Right, exactly. So yeah, that so things like, there are things that you can do to make yourself more potentially attractive sure. to the person you want to be attracted to. And again, that's a whole. But other that's episode, not the answer. But that's not the answer. The other thing is that, and this is good. There is more to life than being attractive or finding someone. Yes. And that's that's the thing is that we do, God didn't make us, that's a very important part of our makeup. He made that as one of the primary parts of creation, mm -hmm. but it is not the only part of creation. And it is not even the most important part of creation. The most mm -hmm. important part of creation is to love God and to serve others. Mm. And I think that, you know, there's, I have, I've been somewhat critical sort of of the, of the singleness movement sort of that even is in the churches part because, life. well, one thing it's, it's acting as if we are, we idolize marriage to a weird degree in our society when in fact we idolize marriage less than most societies in history. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, eh. but then also most of when people say, Hey, you should singleness is awesome. What they're saying, what they say, and why do they say it's awesome? Because you get to be more selfish. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's just like I, I can work on my dreams and be me. Exactly. And I can treat myself. Precisely. Yeah. But I think the thing is that, you know, if you know you are not finding somebody who uh, to to be with, the God does say the most important thing in life is to be finding ways to love him and serve him. And if you're doing that, even if you don't find someone, you're doing the most important parts of life. And the ones that are ultimately, if you see it, are going to give you the most joy, regardless of whether or not you get married. The most important things, the things that are going to give you the most joy are to be serving God and serving others. Well, and and I'll answer my own question as well. I totally Because agree. you're so, you're so yes. wise. You're so good at that. Well, I was thinking of an answer to it as you were talking. I yeah. agree with everything you say. And I also think, um, yes, a, a partner does not complete you. I can tell you that, um, absolutely. Um, but what I'd say is if you know you, you want that and that's something you feel that God's put on your heart or, or whatever, 
And you hear and you go, oh, so I need to be attractive. Attractive is important. And I need to make sure I, I um, only am with people I'm attracted to. It, this is a hard balance because yes. you just say that attraction is important and it should be there. But at the same time, you mentioned something earlier that I think is interesting. When you say I'm attracted to this. Yeah. Look at that. Dissect that. What mm. does that mean? A lot of times when people say I'm attracted to they are talking about Henry Cavill or sure, yeah. uh, Margot Robbie or who, yeah. whoever it is. Um, and you said something about attractive enough. I know that sounds so terrible, Yeah, but is there something, if you find someone that you right. like and you really, you really enjoy them, is there something even physically that you can start going, I, right. I am attracted to that about them. Right. They, maybe they weren't the, the girl in the magazine when I was 13, I thought I would marry because I was young and stupid but there's something about them, their physical being. I'm not talking yes. about just ethereal, um, right. that they're physical. There's something about their physical being that I find attractive and couldn't find somewhere else. And and I think that's a good way to start moving if you find someone, or maybe you've already married someone, you go, well, they're not as attractive as this actress or actor that, sure, I, yeah. that I like. I think you can move in the direction of saying that everyone, physically, I mean, is creating the image of God. Right. Um, and he's created beautifully and good. We're all flawed. Mm -hmm. We all have flaws. Of course, this can be taken to an extreme, but there, there are, dare I say it, attractive things about anyone you will meet, physically attractive things about anyone you meet. And that is something to start cultivating. If you, especially if you feel that you can't attract the, the movie stars that you think you deserve, start looking at people who you really get along with and your values line up and your lives line up and your loves and your, your personalities and your sense of humor, all these mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, and your religious uh, views start insane. I really like this person. And you know, there is something about them physically that I really do like. And if you can be with the one you love, honey, love the one Yeah. No, that's, that, that's, that's actually advice that they give in, in um, the, some of the psychology today articles is that, you know, if there's, if there's something you hit off with as friends and really a lot, spend time with them. Is that, yeah. then maybe because it, it's possible that something physical to, can develop. Yes. And then that would be something beautiful. And remember, attraction is a beautiful, important thing about humanity. It is not the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. It is not something to bow to. It is something that you pay attention to, but it is not the ultimate thing. Yeah. Well, I think we've we come up with some very wise things that we've said. Oh, yeah. I could talk on this forever. Such an interesting. I <laughs> yes. already thought about 12 more questions. It's, it's true. It's true. If you want actually us to talk about uh, this some more, if you have other questions for us, uh, let us know. So now, actually, do you want to move on to blessings and curses or do you want to look at uh, at some comments from our uh, our Facebook? Oh, group? I would love to see some comments from our okay, Facebook group. So that. a quick plug. Yes. Uh, we have an amazing private Facebook group called the overthinkers on Facebook. And it is so much fun. That's we have, where a private Facebook group would be. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we have hundreds of members um, now, and we are all discussing questions every day. The questions that we discuss on here, the stuff that we're all interested in philosophy, faith, art. We have memes, we have videos, we have articles and everyone's talking to each other, having these really good spirited, fun discussions of uh, which you will hear shortly. And so I encourage you, if you were listening to this and you enjoyed the podcast, please head over to the Facebook group, uh, the overthinkers and join us. We'd love to have you join in on the conversations. We are having such a blast and it's so fun for people who are all interested in the same thing to get together. And maybe just maybe 
you might find someone you're attracted to there. Hey, because <laughs> you'd be spending time with them, finding out that you've got shared values. Exactly. Great stuff. Exactly. Hey, if we could get some marriages out of this, I will consider it even more successful Absolutely. than it is. So a while ago, we posted the question we're asking today, should attraction matter in dating relationships and marriage, uh, physical attraction? And uh, Joseph has some uh, some comments from some of our uh, our over our fellow overthinkers that he's going to read. Awesome. Yes. So uh, Laura May says, uh, should physical attraction matter? She says, yes. Many times in 20 years, I've been mad as the Dickens at my husband, but still thought that he, whoops, sorry. I was, uh, <laughs> lost it for a minute. Okay. But still thought he was pretty hot and would whisper under my breath, you're lucky you're so cute or else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. So that, there you go. Some experience of how, how it can matter. I can um, attest to um, using, <laughs> using cuteness to get away with things. That's, that's, that's fair. Um, then we have a Stein Bernstein who says, I think it matters more to those that are unaware that they're being teased by instincts of sustenance and that it might be a major reason to step back a minute and reflect what you're reacting to. The instinct may help us find the right mate, but that doesn't mean that they're the right partner, which mm. many find out the hard way once the initial surge of hormones wear off. That is wisdom right yes. there. So then there, you know, you have somebody who's talking about how you do have these biological drives, but that doesn't mean you always have to Go after what they yes. say. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a very good point. Uh, you want to hear like maybe one or one more? Yeah, let's hear one more. Okay. So, um, okay. So we have Alyssa Plock who says, yes, it matters. Though in dating, I would say don't get so locked into a type that you narrow your focus too much. That's wise too. I've seen, and I'm speaking for mostly young men, but I've seen young women do it too. We have, I will only date six foot <laughs> this, exactly. this color hair, this color eyes. That is not what attraction yeah, is. Yeah. That is called ordering off a menu. <laughs> yes. And uh, no, so that, that's interesting. We didn't make a distinction between having types mm. and then be finding someone physically attractive because those are two different things. Yes, like physically attractive has kind of a wide variety. But then having a type is much more narrow and it's much uh, much more it's selfish. Stupid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's selfish, stupid, both of those things. Yeah, yeah. So attraction is important. Type is yeah that, that can change yeah yeah good, Tuesday. good luck I exactly guess. yes exactly yes there are so many Hallmark movies about people <laughs> who've had types yeah. and then completely being gone by the end yep so now let's move on to our blesses and curses of the week uh, as uh, for mo those of you who uh, this is their first time and they only know the thing about you know about the blesses is the fact that he said he was going to bless something at the beginning of it we at the and uh, our episodes, we find some um, work of art to bless and some work of art to curse uh, during our episodes. So Nathan, I know you were working very hard on this before the episode. So what uh, are you going to bless and what are you going to curse? Okay. Well, um, my first bless, is, it was a book I alluded to earlier in the episode. It's just a really um, interesting read that will give you a lot of insight, especially theological insight, hmm. uh, mixed with psychological insight. Um, into relationships, attraction, sexuality, love, yeah. commitment, marriage. And it's a book called Loveology, very aptly mm. uh, named by a guy named John Mark Comer. And he is just a great writer who writes about these big things in a very simple and graspable way. And it's just a great place to start if you are interested in these things and all these subjects about attraction, love, marriage, etc. Uh, so Loveology is a fantastic book. I'll bless that. It's a quick read. You'll you'll like it and you'll feel smarter for having done it. Um, as far as movies. Uh, yes, I, movies. So are there any movies that talk about this subject? Being well? married, I have been watching a lot more chick flicks <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the past year. I have watched many chick flicks without even being married. Yeah. <laughs> You're preparing. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, there was one by Amy Schumer. 
Ah, yes. Um, who, who's actually a fellow New Yorker, fellow Upper West Sider. If you'd like to be on our podcast at some point, Amy, you should yeah, pop over. over. You She's yes. a neighbor somewhere around here. <laughs> exactly. I've seen her in the park jogging often. Um, but oh, she nice. made a movie called I Feel Pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, that we've seen this concept a million times, but yeah. essentially the, the content of the story is it's a woman who isn't conventionally attractive right. and she hates herself and all of this. And then she bumps her head and she wakes up the next day and she believes herself to be the most attractive woman in the world. Right. When she looks in the mirror, she sees supermodels staring back. Right. And it shows how this um, new identity, this new outlook on herself changes her entire life. Right. And before she became pretty, before she had access to all the pretty people and models, right. she, oh, that's all she wanted. She desired them. She wanted them. Yeah. I, I did, fuck, just get this model, this awesome looking yeah. guy, then I'd be happy, but I can't get it. So, you know, what she wanted was right out of her grasp because she wasn't conventionally attractive. Right. And then through her confidence, um, right. unbeknownst to her, not her attractiveness or physical attractiveness, she ends up getting the model and right. finds out that she hates him, that he's a, a yeah. not a great guy, yeah. that this is not what she wanted. And she ends up going back to the person who was there for her, the person right. who was her friend, who had displayed um, the characteristics of someone who shared her values and friendship mm-hmm. and all the all these different things. So I think it's a really fun um, and slightly uh, in, intellectual look sure. at yeah. um, how attractiveness plays out, not only in our minds, but uh, towards other people in our minds towards ourselves. Yeah, no, that's an excellent And point. it goes back to what I talked about earlier, Let's say you get the model. What makes you think that'll make you happy? Yeah. Um, and so attraction is important, but it's also, it was her God and she saw that it was a yeah. really um, poor God. It was a bad God. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I enjoy that. I'm going to, for my curses, I'm going to, I'm going to curse two things. One, um, the first one is a movie called Knocked Up. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. Which, uh, <laughs> which my wife takes certain issue with because mm-hmm. she says, you're telling me this attractive together, intelligent, uh, wealthy woman will just fall in love with this lazy, (laughs) perverted, uh, uh, unattractive schlub. And we're supposed to buy that as romantic? No. (laughs) So, um, well, that's, again, we go back to a lot of times people have this double standard. They want other people to not be shallow so that they can be shallow. Yeah. But her, her, exactly. But her criticism of the movie is it's telling women not to just lower their expectations and appearance, but to lower their expectations ah, across, across the, the board. board. That's and that an this excellent. is a romantic, cute, funny thing to go after the, and, and you know, we didn't talk about it today, but the dad bod. Yeah, sure. Between yeah. Men and, we need to talk about men and women's different attraction yes, styles and, yeah. and how that looks and all, you know, in society and culture. Um, but it, I, I think this movie clearly shows or badly shows um that this might be a case where attraction should be important. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that attraction, uh, it's not cute to um, to lower your standards across the board yeah. for someone who is not an equal mate. My mom always said, um, never get in the ring with someone who isn't in your own weight class. And yep. I always like that. Um, and that's not to say, I'll only date 10s because I am a 10. <laughs> I mean, across the board, yes. um, values, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so that one I curse. And then I feel like I just need to throw this in here as a curse. Uh, the play by William Shakespeare of uh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> or maybe it should you're, be a bless. But you were waiting for some podcast to curse yeah, Romeo and Juliet. The time has come because Romeo and Juliet is is hailed as the most romantic, beautiful, mm-hmm. 
uh, wonderful. Oh, we call each other Romeo when, yeah. when someone's being romantic. And I want to live like Romeo. No, you don't. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible, terrible story. And I, I think maybe um, uh, William, uh, William Shakespeare would be annoyed at how much people like idolize this story when he looks it's about two kids who have nothing in common literally yeah. nothing in common all they have is sexual and physical attraction mm -hmm. and what ends up happening it's not romantic they die they <laughs> yeah. both spoiler alert die <laughs> so if you only go off of physical attraction to find a mate you will die <laughs> and so will your mate in a tragic way yeah, guaranteed so what I'm cursing really is not the story, the, but the, our, our romanticization of our romancing, romanticization, romanticizing yeah. the yes, yes. this story, which I think is incredibly unhealthy. I think to it, it's I I really applaud you for that extremely <laughs> edgy take on with on Romeo and Juliet. Hey, everyone which, loves it. Which which uh, the Dick Van Dyke show also made fun of in the really? 1960s. That's yes, great. Uh, um, no. Um, Sounds great. Cool. Very cool. So I will. Um, so my first bless, I was thinking about this as you were as you were talking, um, is a Bo Burnham's song, Lower Your Expectations, <laughs> Such a which good you can song. find on Lower YouTube. Your Expectations a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, um, Prince Charming would never settle for you. <laughs> no, because you know, it's 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 extremely funny. It's it makes fun of everybody. And it is does make the point that, again, we often want other people to not be shallow so that we can be shallow. Yes. There is one of my one of I heard a friend talk about saying, you know, a friend of mine said, I saw the person that the guy that Emma Stone is marrying. And I looked at him and I said, maybe I ought to lower my expectations. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Which, you know, I don't know, but- um, We do know. We do, <laughs> but the But the thing is, we do make an idol out of this. Mm. And that Bo Burnham being, throwing a, a dash of cold water and saying, hey, you know, maybe, you know, yeah. maybe work on yourself and also, you know, maybe do someone in your own weight class is a really good thing for all of us to hear. And and again, we mean across the board. Exactly. In physical exactly. attraction, lower your expectations. Yes. Um, and then also, you know, values, make sure somebody's, you know, maybe some of you need to values. raise, maybe some of you need to lower your physical expectations, expectations and, and raise, raise your other ones. Exactly. Yes. So I think it's a good I didn't have to. Okay, you but know what? You might. Fourth time bragging this episode. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to put a moratorium. Um, but uh, that's that's something we all need, and I was really glad to experience that. So watch that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Bo Burnham, Lower Your Expectations on YouTube. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, I'll also bless, I was trying to figure out what to bless or curse these, but bless a couple of movies that I think bring up these questions in a really mm. intelligent way. Even if I don't think that they give really good answers to them, they bring them up in a very intelligent way. I will say so. Um, Crazy Stupid Love starring Ryan Reynolds and, okay. and Stephen Carell. And then- Ryan Gosling. Uh, excuse me, Ryan Gosling. Get your Ryan. I have to correct. get my Ryans correct. I know, I know. Um, but uh, they're all Ryan. They're all the same, right? That's like uh, saying all the Chris's are the same. They're not. Wait, what? They're yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so, and- uh, uh, it's it's a it's a movie about you know a man whose whose wife has left him and he's saying oh I, I you know I'm now what am I doing wrong and so mm. he finds a guy who's a ladies man to sort of try to give him a makeover and through there they're getting some asking these questions about what makes a person attractive what ways you know uh, and it's kind of it's holistic I'm thinking yeah. about again it's not just get a better suit and work out it's how do you reclaim your your manhood your right. yourself how do you, you know, find your self respect yeah. right your self respect so it, it goes across the gamut of attraction right and that, now the thing is I don't think that they give all the right answers 
Correct. But they're asking really good questions in an intelligent way and challenging various cultural assumptions. And so I think that if you're interested in this topic, you that will be very interesting to uh, to. It's interesting, good, good thing to watch. Yes. Um, it has some stuff that towards the end, particularly, uh, people is going to feel very outdated. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. No, so I love very creepy, very creepy stuff. I actually love the movie. I just didn't feel like they knew how to finish it. Yeah. That's the thing. The last third gets creepy and doesn't quite work. But, um, then I also say, uh, Sophia Coppola's new film on the rocks, which is about a, a stars Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. And Rashida Jones plays a woman who thinks that her, his, her husband might be cheating on her. And so her mm. dad, Bill Murray, comes in and tries to say, okay, let's let's see if he's cheating. And through that, they get to have a lot of conversations about attraction, what makes men and women attractive, differences between men and women. And so it, it's, it's beautiful and does a good job of asking those questions. Again, I don't think the answers they give quite satisfy, but it really is somebody who's trying to deal with those questions. So I think it's yeah. really interesting. So- <clears throat> The, the movie I'm going to curse is, um, oh, uh, uh, Just Friends. The movie, this one is Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Just Friends. And honestly, what I'm cursing it more for is the fact that it's a great movie that tries to do, again, ask these questions. But where these ones I didn't think quite gave the right answers, this one sort of just devolves into lazy jokes eventually um, see i i gotta say i'm a big you, fan, you're of, lazy big fan of lazy jokes yeah. i know i know you are everybody who listens to the podcast also knows but i'm a i'm a 13 <laughs> i'm a 13 year old boy at heart but so i think i i'm glad that there are other movies that have later more recently tried to deal with those same questions and deal with a way that's more intelligent because i think that the 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 uh topic deserves better satirical handling totally so um so cool um, well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Any other thoughts, anything that you want to, uh, plug? Uh, I will just say, please head to our Facebook group. We'd mm -hmm. love to have you. It's so much fun. We're all talking about the stuff we talk about in this podcast. And there's a whole community of hundreds of people like you who are interested in all the faith, arts, philosophy, the big questions and fun things to talk about in life and nerdy stuff too. We have yeah. a lot of nerdy stuff. So much nerdy stuff. So head over. Don't forget memes. We'd love to have you. And again, you might just find exactly. your partner. Um, our new selling point. <laughs> that's, that's right. If you listen to Overthinker, you will find, find your, your wife or husband. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, if, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, please visit our website at theoverthinkersjournal.com where you can find out more about the hosts, what we do, and we have some great um, posts and for you to read. And uh, yeah, and we'd love to hear your your thoughts on the episode. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? Yeah. And what are some episodes you'd like to hear? Uh, so please check out theoverthinkersjournal.com. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at nathanclarkson.me and all the social media, just search my name, Nathan Clarkson. Joseph? Also, I am at josephholmstudios.com and all the socials. Thank you very much. Again, again, like I said, if we, like he said, if you have a problem with what we said on this episode, please send us what we said wrong. Who knows? Maybe we'll read something out on the podcast. And we'll learn. And we'll learn. We'll learn something. We don't have much to learn. <laughs> because we know it all. there. Exactly. But yeah. Yes. But who knows? You might be the person. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for your feedback. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. <laughs>